Hallelujah. How many of you feel in your spirit there like the Lord's really primed you, set you up? You feel like you're open? Let's, let's, uh, I, I want to think about this today with you. Today, it's my desire to help us understand the biblical concept of generational, uh, what it was a generational curse, and also how to break it. And we'll look at also generational blessings of the Lord, uh, how they're passed down as well. My goal today is to be of help, and uh, my hope today also is that God's light would shine. And any frustrated area in your life where you've been hindered from moving forward in a positive sense of God's genuine blessing upon your life, we want to see that removed. We've been exploring this great, big, wonderful theme of the power of the blood of Jesus. And from Genesis to Revelation. And there's something about applying the blood and it releasing a freeing work over the generations. It's right, remarkable. So anything that's been, like I said, hindering you, either any kind of fruitfulness physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, we want to see the Lord bring prosperity, uh, prospering to you, and uh, any place where you've been debilitated. Uh, if you have something negative in your attitude or behavior that you've wrestled with for a while, without change, these truths will very well, uh, may very well provide the breakthrough you've desired even today. If you've resigned yourself, this happens, to an attitude of defeat. How many of you have done that before? Where you just because you've struggled to change and haven't been able to win in an area, I believe the application of these truths will give you some victory today. If you've been plagued with a reoccurring problem that just cycles around in your life, I want to encourage you to apply what you hear today and listen Expect that that problem will come to an end. Hallelujah. Sometimes the root cause of a problem is passed down and actually begins in your family before you were born. Uh, God has a solution for you. We're going to explore that. If the Lord has shown you something negative recently that was in your father or in your mother and you presently struggle with it, today's your day of some freedom if you rise and apply these truths. The motive of this message is to bring you before the Lord who loves you that, he might, that you might live in a greater freedom uh, to love him unhindered. I have a verse. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. Look at this. This is really interesting. Knowing that you were ransomed from, the, look at this, the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers. The feudal ways inherited from your forefathers. Feudal. Ways that don't work. Inherited, passed down. People that live before you. You know, there's uh, four, you have a mom and dad, and they have a mom and dad, and a mom and dad, and then they have a mom and dad, and 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 then they have a mom and dad. You have four generations, you got 30 people. 30 people. Cracks in the relationships. You don't know what doors have been opened and what futile ways have come down. Are you there? Passed down the third and fourth generations. Would you like to see all that gone? Hallelujah. And I love the way it says, that not with perishable things of silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, that of a lamb without blemish or spot. So I have a prayer. It's got two slides. Let's go ahead and pray the first part. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, open my eyes and search my heart and help me perceive any and all blessings from you that I have received from the obedience of the generations before me 
that I might praise your name. For I desire to give you glory for all the good that has flowed down to me. Also, I ask that you would open my eyes and search my heart for any and all curses that have come upon my life because of the disobedience of the generations before me, that I may be delivered from them and receive your blessing in that place in my life. Amen? So we're going to just look quickly over just the idea. We're going to look at uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, God released, uh, you know, declared blessing over Abraham in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Uh, we have that slide. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your kindred, your father's house. Land I'll show you, and I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I'll dishonor those who will who dishonors you, I will curse. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so we see this commitment that God has made. Also, Abraham had a nice looking wife. And he went down to another place. And in Genesis 20, 2 and 3, Abraham said to Sarah, his wife, uh, said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, the king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah but God came to Abimelech in the dream by night and said, Behold, you are a dead man because of the woman you've taken, for she is a man's wife. The next slide there, well, the next part there says, Genesis 20, verse 12, Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, though not the daughter of my mother, but she became my wife. So he was telling a half-truth. He was his half-sister. Now, later on, and I want you to know, later on in the law, they outlawed that idea. He said, you don't marry that way. But that's how this started. So then later, uh, now he, so here's the, here's Abraham has sinned by lying because of fear. Have you ever lied because of fear? And then his son, same thing comes up, except his son's wife is not a half-sister. So the, the lie grows. Genesis 26, 6 to 11. So Isaac settled in Gerar. He's back there. When the men in the place asked about his wife, he said, she's my sister. He says the same lie. She feared, uh, he, for he feared to say my wife, thinking lest the men of the place should kill me and because of Rebecca, because she was attractive in appearance. When he had been uh, there a long time, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out the window and saw Isaac laughing with Rebecca. The old King James says, sporting. <laughs> so Abimelech called Isaac and said, behold, she is your, she is your wife. Uh, how then could you say she is my sister? And Isaac said, because I thought lest I die because of her. Abimelech said, what is this that you've done to us? One of the people might have easily slain with your, lain with your wife and you'd have been brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people saying, whoever touches the man on this uh, or his wife shall surely be put to death. And then later, so now you got, are you kidding the idea that the generational sin went from Abraham to Isaac? Now look at how complicated it starts getting. In Genesis 27, we see an elaborate scheme of deception with Jacob as he lies to his father Isaac, pretending to be his older brother Esau. Is this getting twisted or what? In order to receive his, the blessing spoken over the older son, he, helps, he is helped in this deception ploy by his mother Rebecca. So now we have, it's growing up. So we have, uh, it's full blown now in Jacob. Then the fourth generation comes, and Genesis 37, 
31 to, these are the brothers now. These are all Jacob's sons. And Joseph comes along, and Joseph has uh, this divine favor, well, this favor from his father, and all the kids, uh, all the brothers are jealous. So they took Joseph's robe and slaughtered a goat and dipped it. Uh, they sold him off into slavery. They sold him. Then they slaughtered a goat, dipped the robe in the blood, and then they sent the robe of many colors and uh, brought it to their father and said, this is what we found. Please identify whether it is your sons or not. So now we have... Well, this is, i got to summarize it. The next slide. Abraham's lying out of fear passed down to Isaac and grows. Lying to strangers for self-preservation. Lying out of fear grows even stronger in Jacob and involves the mother, his mother in deceiving her husband Isaac to obtain blessing. Lying to the father and the husband. Then Jacob's sons sell Joseph into slavery and trick Jacob into believing that Joseph is dead. The brothers deceiving their father. And yet, next slide, look at this, this is amazing. Yet God stays faithful to his commitment to be called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There's hope for you, there's hope for me, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> A sin or frustrating weakness can be obvious or hidden. Often the sins you have personally committed, which are your responsibility, are much easier to identify. Do you know why? Because you were there and you did it. The generational curses are typically a bit more difficult to identify because you grew up in an environment of it. And it is part of the formation of your life. The spirit of the family you grew up in. You there? Next slide. When you come into the family of God, the Holy Spirit begins to convict you of the wrong spirit. How many of you found that to be the case? So let's look at a couple of these. Pride. You know, pride is a spirit that wants to keep you from getting any help anywhere, anytime. Because it says, I can handle it. Pride sends people actually to hell. I don't need a savior. I'm good enough. Pride will hold the door closed to the mercies of God. Fear. Here's another. Being judgmental, critical, rebellious, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, perversion, abandonment, rejection, lying, etc. All these are areas, and there's just hundreds of them, but I just put a few up here. So here's the question. Next slide. Do you have a sin? a troubling weakness or a negative family trait that you have wrestled with personally in your life that is in your generations. I bet you if we, we could just have everybody stand up and raise your hands and go, yeah, this is mine. <laughs> this is mine. This is mine. This is mine. It's obvious in our family. Or this is kind of hidden. It was the elephant in the room, but nobody talked about it. But this is it. Are you with me? So here's the prayer. Say, let's pray this together. Father God, in Jesus' name, reveal to me any generational curse that is in my life that you want to break from me. Amen. Are you open to that? I want to invite you to close your eyes and just lift your head just for a moment and just thank the Lord.
for being with you because this is not about any condemnation. This is about liberty. This is about freedom. There may be, uh, let, me, let me just, I just had this form in my spirit, so let me go ahead and say it. It may be that you were abused. Maybe say, uh, maybe a dad was involved, mother involved. But the fact is, they were abused. So the generational curse is that they were wounded and they passed the wounding on. Are you here? You hearing me? So it goes on down. So maybe the Lord is going to release something of that nature today. I just ask the Lord, please help me touch anything the Holy Spirit wants to address. In Jesus' name. Okay, now look. You can look back up. I read recently a, a book called Blessings and Curses uh, by Derek Prince, who is now in heaven. And uh, he does a beautiful breakdown of Deuteronomy 28. I uh, just put the slide up there for Deuteronomy 28, and I'm going to go ahead and read this, and then we'll break it down. This is the beauty of what God has declared over his people. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. By the way, after that particular uh, breakthrough that the Lord gave me about a, a three weeks ago or something, I said, you know, there was this uh, work uh, in, in my great-grandfather. I'm not going to go into the whole story. But anyway, I, when I asked the Lord, is there any other curse? And the, the Lord brought up his name. And I said, oh, I forgot how. Uh, I, the Lord dealt very significantly with this particular aspect that affected my life. But there were other things that were, had been passed down. And one of them, one of, one of those things would rob confidence in the Lord in my life. Because he was disinherited from his family. And there was something of a, or a door opened that caused me to feel less like God was going to bless me. So after that, I said to the Lord, uh, what can I sow into my spirit man that would cause me to break forth and rise up out of this? Any kind of mentality when you take a negative thing away, are you there? You have to replace it. Are you there? Doesn't matter what it is, whatever the opposite is, you want to go find in the scripture the truths that begin to speak to that area of your life and build in the character of Jesus Christ from the word of God into your life. This is what the Lord showed me to do. He says, go to this passage. Now, well, listen to this. If you faithful, this is just, um, I'm going to read one through 15. 14 is about the blessing and then there's one on the curse. I'll just read it aloud. If you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. Being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in the fruit of the womb, your womb, the fruit of your ground, and the fruit of your cattle, and the increase of the herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed you shall be when you come in. Blessed you shall be when you go out. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your barns and in, your, in, in all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord is giving you. And the Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the peoples of the earth shall see that you're called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. 
The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your livestock, the fruit of your ground within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord opened to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give rain to your land in its season and bless all the work of your hands. And you shall lend to many nations, but not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall only go up and not down if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, being careful to do them. And do not turn aside from any of the words that I command you today, to the right, to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. This is key. We have now, in our culture, people coming under curses because they're pursuing other gods. They've left the Lord Jesus. They've opened up to all kinds of deceptions. And we're going to start a series next week. We're going to talk about the last days. One of the things we'll deal with are the nature of the deceptions. It's just something the Lord's put on our hearts to say, we need the people not to be deceived. We need the people to move. And so this other God's thing is so important. Now, the, the verse 15, but if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. And a curse, uh, the word arar in the Hebrew, the word there, curse refers to all encompassing curse. It's to set aside a person for punishment and misery. So it says if you rebel, if you reject, if you don't obey the Lord. By the way, I want to say, it's the same today. But we have good news. Everybody say this. I'll get to it in a second. Let's just say, Jesus became a curse for us. Let's go ahead and do it. Hallelujah. He breaks the curse. He's our hope. And that's the whole point of the gospel. Whatever was mounted against you, he's going to release it from you. So Derek had put in his thing, let's go to the seven forms that blessings take. So he sums these up. These are the blessings of the Lord. Number one, exaltation. Number two, and he he says, I have to make up a word here. It's reproductiveness. It's different than fruitfulness. Three, health. Four, prosperity. Five, victory. Six, authority. Being the head, being a decision maker. Seven, above, having strength. Are you there? Let's just go ahead and praise the Lord. When you obey the Lord, these are your seven, literally, uh, blessings and rewards. Exaltation, reproductiveness, health, prosperity, victory, authority, above. Praise the Lord. That's what you want. When When the curse goes, this replaces it. In Christ, the promise of Abraham is the blessing that he says, it's the fullness of the Spirit, it's the promise of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, because Abraham was not under the law, he was before the law, and he, he believed, he paved the way for us to have faith and stand in faith according to his word, and the Holy Spirit will come and, and release in us the very same productivity. But this is now tied to Okay, let's walk in the Lord. Keep the Lord. Jesus talked about keeping his ways, keeping his word in us, letting it flourish in us. That's why I'm saying after this thing broke, I said, Lord, what's in your word that I can put in me, sow in me so I can be free from this? He led me here. So next slide. Both blessings and curses are vehicles for supernatural power. Blessings for good, curses for evil. Both are typically passed down from generation to generation. Look at this. The vehicles are words, spoken, written, or pronounced inwardly. 
They're transmitted also by objects. Proverbs 26.2. Like a sparrow in its flitting or a swallow in its flying, a curse that is causeless does not alight. So if there's a curse, there's something not functioning, there's a frustration, there's a confusion, there's this inability to go forward in an area, there's a reason. There's a reason. That's why I said, Holy Spirit, come, show us the reason. Show us the root. Show us where we can deal with it and have Jesus come and break it. Now, let's look at the curses. I just kind of lined them up uh, across from the others. In place of exaltation, you have humiliation. Nothing goes right for you. You're always humbled. It's like, how come nothing's happening right? Reproductiveness is barrenness. Just doesn't work. Health. Instead of health, you get sickness of all kinds. I've seen, uh, I remember uh, every time, every single time, every single time, uh, I guess they call it, they want, it, want you to get it, so they call it flu season. It's your turn. And I would get it. And I have to go get antibiotics. Then I started getting deliverance. The Lord started setting me free. And my immune system, I got the blessing of a better immune system. The demonic powers left. My body started working better. Now it's like this. If I get a symptom, I go, no. <laughs> I rebuke you, snivel. I don't, I, when it shows up at the door, bam. It's like, I don't, want you, I don't want you in my life. And I want to train people to do that. And it's not that I'm super spiritual. It's just that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> I'm not super spiritual. There's just truths here. Hey, listen, the demons pay attention to the principles of the living God. And when you learn to live in them, you win. Hallelujah. Prosperity. Instead of prosperity, you always have poverty or failure. How come well, this doesn't work for me? Victory. Instead of victory, there's defeat. You can walk around with a spirit of defeat, just an attitude of defeat all the time. That's a curse. Authority. Instead of being the head, you're helpless. There's a helplessness. You're always the tail. Whatever. You're always the one that's just whatever. Slung around. And uh, a five... Instead of above, you're beneath. Instead of having strength, there's a weakness about your life. Now, he also added, uh, over his period of life, uh, Derek added other indicators that he thought were very profound because he, he was ministering to so many people, he would notice these. Mental, emotional breakdown. When that's always going on in a family, it's an indicator that there's something. Look, people aren't supposed to be emotionally, mentally broke down. They're supposed to be full of life and joy. Our culture is cursed. It's just under curses. Uh, repeated or chronic sickness just cycles around. Female problems. Uh, breakdown of marriage, family alienation. Curse. Continued financial insufficiency. Being accident prone. I pray with a guy, always have a car accident. Or, he was, I already totaled three cars. We, this is years ago. We sat down and prayed when it broke the curse. Never had an accident again. This is real stuff. History of suicides, unnatural deaths in the family. These are other indicators. How many of you want to get rid of this stuff? Okay, so let's look at what a curse is. A curse is like a long evil arm in the shadows from your past. And every time you seek to succeed in an area of your life, it just somehow pulls you back. It just has this capacity. No, no, not you. And you struggle in that area. 
There's revelation in your heart today, isn't there? Let's go ahead and just take a moment and say, Lord, thank you for breaking me free from the curses of my family's past. Let's just worship him now. Thank you, Lord, for this. There's a presence of the Lord. I feel like the comforter has just shown up in the room and he wants you to know it's going to get better today. Praise the Lord. It's going to get better today. Praise you, Jesus. So let's look at some very specific steps to release, be released from a curse. Okay, look up here with me. These are the seven steps. We're going to walk through each of these steps, okay? We're going to do this today. The very first one is to establish a biblical basis for your release. We'll look at this verse. Then two, we confess, you confess your faith in Christ because you're not the deliverer and there's no other way it's going to happen and you confess your faith in Jesus alone be your curse-breaking God. Hallelujah. Then you commit yourself to obedience. I just recently read the most beautiful little analogy when Jesus told the disciples to go get the, the donkey for him to ride on. It says the donkey wasn't free when he was untied. He was in the process of freedom. He was really free when Jesus was sitting on him. You want Jesus riding on your life. This is the point of committing yourself to obedience, to letting the Lord. Freedom is where the Spirit of the Lord is it's always him leading you, not you out there on your own. You don't get free just to go get bound again, which I have seen. <laughs> Confess any known sins, including generational. So we're going to invite the Lord to show us, and we're going to walk through a process. We have plenty of time. Then you forgive all persons. I'm going to help you with that. You renounce all occult, all contact with the occult. We'll do that. And then this is something you go when you go home. You go get rid of any kind of object in your house that's tied to a false religion or any kind of thing like that. Any kind of amulet, any kind of... Sometimes you go buy something. I know story after story, people... Jack Hayford had this. He bought a picture over in China or somewhere, brought it home, set it up, and started... Everybody in the family was getting sick. Couldn't break it. Finally, one day he's laying on the couch sick. He looks up and there's a dragon woven into this thing. He goes, takes it, breaks it, throws it in the trash. All the sickness leaves the house. I tell you, that's just when when a when a demon has been worshipped for years and you brought pictures of it and send it out, it takes that curse with it. Are you there? It's a spiritual world, folks. Okay, so let's establish a biblical basis. Would you read this with me? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hanged on a tree. So that in Christ, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Hallelujah. So there's going to be a switch today where he takes the power of it. Our basis is that Jesus, when he hung on the cross, was there blood involved? Yes, the blood of the lamb was poured out to break the power of all curses. Okay, let's go ahead and look at the next one. Confess your faith in Christ. So we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Listen, uh, could we do this just for a minute? Just let's stand up for the next couple of them, okay? Let's go ahead and stand together. And with your heart, with an attitude of, uh, of uh, receptivity and declaration, let's go ahead and just say this. Ready? Father God, 
Father, let's pray. Father God, I place all my faith in Christ alone as my deliverer, my healer, and my savior. No one else can destroy the yoke of this curse from my life but you. Thank you for my freedom that is in you. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Commit myself to obedience. Would you pray? Father God, in Jesus' name and strength, I commit all I am to complete obedience to you. Let's say that again. Father God, in Jesus' name and strength, I commit all I am to complete obedience to you. Thank you for your help in my spirit, soul, and body to preserve blameless before you. Okay, next one. Now it's confessing your own sins. I'm going to give you a moment. We're going to read this, uh, declare this first. Ready? Father God, in Jesus' name, I repent of all sins, known or unknown, in my life and in my generations that have opened the door to this curse to come upon my life and family. Thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus to remove them and close the door to the adversary. Praise you, Lord. Uh, Let's go ahead and now I want to give you just a moment. Uh, right now and just lift your heads and uh, now just feel this is going to happen as you have an expectancy the Holy Spirit's going to show you just close your eyes he's going to show you a word an experience something he's going to show you where the curse it's just going to he's just going to manifest that to you hallelujah thank you Jesus let him show you just let him show you it may be an area where you've just struggled a lot recently Okay, I, I want to go ahead and say there are uh, there may be several of you here that uh, immoral spirit has been a curse to your life because of the nature of either the, somebody above you living outside of the Lord's way of uh, walking, having a uh, Fidelity in the realm of marriage. I mean, having, you know, having marriage be the... they broken... See, demons, when you disobey the Lord, demons have access. They have legal access. And so if you... If somebody above you was disobedient, there's legal access for harassment to seek to snare you. Now, feel this comfort. We had that spirit of comfort. The Lord, there's no embarrassment in this. The Lord wants to come. This is the beautiful thing where it says, come and lift up the weary hands that hang down. Strengthen the feeble knees. This is this environment. The environment is, I have been beaten up because of something I can't kick off my life. It just keeps coming back. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. And so we forgive. We forgive the person. If it's the dad, if it's the grandfather, a lady came down here one Sunday and she was really, she says, I've been wrestling with this perversion and this sense of unfaithfulness in my soul. And I said, where did it come in? She goes, my, my grandfather committed adultery. And it, the moment she said it, the Spirit of God came on her and released her. Come on, guys. We can repent for the, we can say, Father, forgive. 
Father, we repent of the sins of our generations that have opened doors to wreak havoc on our souls. There's like a, 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 a tongue of abuse, a tongue of abuse. I feel like the, the Lord is saying, somebody has been very negative and speaking over you. We're going to go ahead and in your mind, in your spirit, in your heart, because Jesus said to be delivered from the tormentors, you, you forgive from your heart. We're going to do the forgiveness prayers next. But let's go ahead and say, anybody and everybody that sinned above in me in my family line where I have where the door has been opened up for a curse to come down and demons to harass me I forgive I repent for it I repent myself for all involvement all involvement of anything that would activate this curse in my life now just renumerate whatever it is everybody got something you got something does somebody have you have something that you're saying to the Lord Let's go to the next one. Forgive all persons. Would you look up? Let's read this together. Father God, in Jesus' name, I submit my heart to you and ask that your river of forgiveness flow through me to every person who has ever hurt me. I release the power of the blood of Jesus through my heart to forgive anyone I know of and those I don't remember. May your merciful forgiveness flow through me now. Let's go ahead and partner with that. Holy Spirit, come. Let a mercy river begin to engage through each heart. Forgive. Have a willingness out of your heart. There you go. Let's go ahead and praise him. Just say, thank you, Lord. I open to complete forgiveness. See, I'm going to invite you to let Jesus do this powerful forgiving through your life. Let him do it. Say, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 How are we doing? You guys doing good? I guess you're involved here. Let's go ahead. Number six. Renounce all contact with the occult. I've put a short list here, but here we go. Father God, in Jesus' name, I renounce all contact with the occult in every form. I renounce all involvement with witchcraft, all secret societies, Freemasonry, all false religions, Ouija boards, fortune tellers, casting spells, Eastern religions. I disown it all. Yes. If you are taking the shape of a demonic goddess, you are practicing Eastern religion. I'm not being harsh. I just want, if that's something that's been in your life, I want you to just repent of it and get rid of it. Uh, yoga is actually the prayer positions to a false god. It is putting your body in the prayer position to honor a false god. That's what that is. So listen, we renounce yoga. We renounce the, the, the spirit of it. Then number seven. Number seven, get rid of all uh, contact objects. So this is the one. Let's say this again. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I commit to get rid of all objects in my home or on my person that have a curse attached to them. Objects passed down or given to me or that I may have purchased that are open the door to the works of darkness. 
So that's a commitment you make. Now, when Jesus came, when they were sitting down in Philippi, uh, Caesarea Philippi, when they're sitting there, Jesus said, who they say I am? And the, the Holy Spirit gave revelation to Peter. And he said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. The anointed one. Christ means anointed one. And so what happened is, he said, now you're called Peter. Peter, the word Peter is Petros. Petros. And he said, Peter, upon this rock. Now he changed the word Petra. Petra is what he was referring to the revelation of Jesus being the Messiah. So he basically was, it's, it's not upon Peter that they're building the church. It's upon the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. So is this revelation. So then the church is built upon the revelation that Jesus Christ is the anointed one and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. One of the definitions for the gates uh, a gate of hell, of the gate, is a large gate to a prison. So, Jesus came to set the captives free, prisoners free. The gates of hell shall not be strong to another's detriment. So here's, 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 here's why we shall prevail. I have a verse. There's two, two more slides, I believe. Jesus is saying the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. This curse is not going to prevail against you. This work of demonic power is not going to prevail against you because I have given you keys. Is anybody ready to use a key? Okay? The key I give you, this is, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind. Jesus is saying to you, I'm going to give you power now and you're going to be able to bind something and it's bound on the earth realm, it's bound in the heaven realm. It's or the word here for uh, whatever you bind, it shall be bound. It's the, actually the, the terminology shall already have been bound. He says, I've already done the work up here. I'm going to release it. You come into agreement with me and whatever you loose will be loosed. Are you here? Now, you've, if you've done all these steps, get ready. This is the easy part. But there's evolve, it's involving your will. So the next thing is your declaration. Before we do that, would you just praise the Lord with me for a minute? Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Set your heart in agreement. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lord, there was explosive, triumphant worship earlier today. And we pray for that spirit of triumph to come and rest upon each of us now in the name of Jesus. We praise you for that. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next slide. Declare this. Just say this with a sense of conviction. The curse is broken now in Jesus' name. I bind the works of the devil behind this curse now. This curse is bound in the blood of Jesus who became a curse for me. Now in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, I loose this curse from me. The anointing of Jesus destroys it now and it shall no longer prevail against me. Lord, I thank you that you have redeemed me from the curse. Let's praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now say, now come in cooperation, uh, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And would you say, in the name of Jesus, leave me. In the name of Jesus, leave me. In the name of Jesus, be gone. In the name of Jesus, I break your power. I thank you, Lord. I receive the anointing that destroys the yoke. Now, in Jesus' name, 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just take a little moment here for the exiting of these works of darkness. We praise the Lord. Just praise Him. Praise Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, flood this room with your anointing. Come and rest upon every shoulder, every head, every heart. Break up all of this. Come in and loose all of this now. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes there, because it may be like an expelling of something, like you may yawn or you may even, I don't know, burp or cough on, on occasion. These things, because it's spiritual, these things exit. And so let's praise the Lord that, that, that uh, you know, you can partner with the Holy Spirit, not by blowing your breath or anything like that, but just say, just being aware, Holy Spirit, come and destroy this yoke. Come and destroy this yoke. Come and break this curse. Come and profoundly work in me. Keep that heart going. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are my deliverer. You're my conqueror. I pled the blood. I thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. As you displace this, Lord, I pray right now that there would come, as this, each of these is displaced, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord to come upon in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. If there's, uh, we're going to dismiss here in a second. If there's any of you that want just a further bit ministry, come on down to the altar and I will pray with you. And there's a few others. Praise you, Jesus.